and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, pastor of Sacred City Church in Davenport. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the normal, everyday rhythms of life. And today I have got three guests with me. I've got my pastoral assistant, Kevin Knorr. How's it going? I've got a pastoral resident, Bryce Amics. How's it going? And I've got our deacon of worship, Joel Bickford. Hello. Yes. He can do more than sing, folks. Not can, much more. Though. He can do more <laughs> Not than sing. Much he's, more. A, he's the no. He's the secret weapon behind the <laughs> scenes. So um, today, what we're going to do is we're gonna, we're starting um, probably three, maybe four podcasts coming at you soon on just on the Bible, on why read the Bible, on uh, introduction to reading the Bible. So maybe Bible one hundred and one, and then maybe a little Bible two hundred and one. How to get a little deeper into your study of the Bible. And um, we really hope that you are listening, enjoying, and, and the questions that you have. If we don't ask the questions, if we don't answer the questions, please um, take the time, send us an email so that we can answer your questions on the podcast. And our whole point on this is just to be helpful. Uh, we don't want to sound smart. We're not trying to um, do anything other than be helpful, helpful to you and help you better understand scripture and spend more time in it, find it more beneficial so that you can know God in a greater way. That's, that's our goal. And so we're not trying to blow you away with anything super deep today. Um, we just want to ask the question, why? Ask an answer, hopefully. Why read the Bible? And um, if I ask that question to you, Bryson, why read the Bible? What do you think? Um. What is it that Paul tells Timothy? Uh, it's it what's the inspired word of God, and it's everything we need for life and godliness. Um, I think that's Peter, right? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for uh, spiritual endurance. Okay. Um, spiritual vitality. Mm-hmm. Joel, what do you think? Why read the Bible? Yeah, I think, oh, man. <clears throat> right now I'm using the Dwell app, so I listen to the Bible <laughs> more than I read it, actually which is a new thing. But I think when I'm, when I'm doing that, uh, one thing I'm finding my mind drifting to is the world feels crazy and I want to know how God set things up to work. And so when I'm opening up my Bible, I'm listening to the Bible and listening to God's word. I feel like I'm listening to reality. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. You get recentered in a sense. Mm-hmm. You, your compass goes off when it's in the world and then you come back to Christ and it gets recentered yes. or your clock gets off and then he brings you back to zero and, and gets you back in, in sync with yes. the way he's created the universe. Kevin, what do you thought? Why read the Bible? Yeah, I just think uh, man does not live on bread alone. Um, we're, mm. we're hungry, we're starving and temporary things can't fill us. Yeah, yeah. We need the eternal word. That's good. Well, Christians are meant to be people of the book. We're meant to, they said of Spurgeon that you could cut him and he'd bleed Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're part of the problem this year when all the chaos hit is people didn't have enough Bible mm-hmm. to be able to respond accurately. And so they cling to worldly answers. They cling to political party answers instead of being able to decipher from the word of God um, biblical principles. And so 
this year really revealed <clears throat> that we need to be the people of the book. Again, we need to get back to understand Scripture. Uh, and it's my desire as a pastor to get the Bible into as many hands as possible and to get as many people into the Bible as possible and to explain and preach and teach the Bible in ways that it opens up and comes alive. And so we're, we're, gonna, we're doing as much as we possibly can through this podcast, through now we're doing some sermon notes that we're releasing for people and uh, obviously the sermons on Sunday, the liturgy, et cetera, et cetera. So um, let's just start, second question here. I could, I'll, I'll either ask you guys, I'll ask you this, guy, this question, but if it doesn't necessarily pertain to you, then make it into a theoretical question, okay? <laughs> Why don't you read the Bible? So if you do read the Bible, let's just say, if you read the Bible every day, why wouldn't you? Or why don't most people? Because I don't think most people read the Bible. I mean, just to be honest, there's um, just, there's full books of the Bible that I have read and I still don't think I understand. And I do it out of, you know, either I'm in my Bible reading plan for the year and I will feel bad if I just pretended like I did it. Um, but it's difficult. You know, there's pieces of it that are, maybe it's a genre that I don't quite understand or it seems apocalyptic or it seems kind of, uh, it just can be um, hard to understand. What what am I supposed to be getting out of this? And then yeah. kind of, yeah, you lose some steam with it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to read. Um, when else do we read a 2,000-year-old-plus doc- document written by... Over- you know, 40 different authors. Yeah. It's not easy to read. The truth is, um, neither was walking when you were a child, Yeah, but you kept at it and you've learned to do it. Um, there's a lot of things that that is true that are hard. And yet if you persevere and push through it, it gets a lot easier. Yeah. You know, now we don't even think about walking, right? It's a pretty easy thing to do. And um, the same thing goes with reading the Bible. The more you do it, the easier it gets because uh, you start understanding it. Now it's take, it might take 20 years to get to that point, literally. Yeah. But um, it does get easier as you continue to do it. What, what about you, Bryson? What, why, why don't you read the Bible? Yeah, I think the, the slowness of that perseverance that it takes um, can put in a belief like it's, it's not going to do anything because um, you know, every time you read the Bible, you're not going to walk away every single time with some sort of life-changing revelation of Jesus. That's why not? Because of our attitude. It's just not. You don't have a very close walk with the Lord. <laughs> you said theoretical. Theoretical. <laughs> <laughs> because the heavens open every morning for me, yeah. and the yeah. Lord delivers up fresh manna, and mm-hmm. I just go pick it up off the pages of the scriptures, mm-hmm. and I feast, yeah. and my soul. I mean, it just sings the hallelujah chorus every... It soars with the eagles. <laughs> it soars with the eagles. Okay, maybe not. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just pushing back on giving them a hard time. So, yeah, so you're, it's not immediately fruitful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's boring. It's just not, you know, it's just kind of boring sometimes, right? So I think it is. And then, uh, but the problem, so the, 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 what makes the Bible, there's lots of things that makes the Bible not boring, but... It's boring, 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 and then it's not. And it's like that moment when it's not. It's like, oh, that's, this is what I need. This is why I do this every single day. Because there are those moments where 
the heavens kind of opens and opens and you find that nugget or you, that scripture that, holy crap, I needed that yesterday or I need that right now. Yeah. Or I remember the first time I read the scripture in Psalms, it's in a couple different places in the Old Testament where he says, he rescued me because he delighted in me. Mm, yeah. I, just, I just stopped and went, what? What? How could he delight in a broken dead sinner? And just sitting there thinking, I've never heard this sermon, this scripture preached ever in my life. Hmm. And I thought, whoa. And I've read the Bible through and through, all the way through, probably 15 times at least, you know? And I've, I don't, don't, that scripture had never registered to me before. And then boom, it just, it just came alive yeah. to me. So it's boring, 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 boring. And then it's not, then it's not. And hopefully it's not boring. I try to make Sunday mornings not boring when we the, the sermon's not boring, but our daily devotional time with the Lord can it's a little monotonous, can be a little boring. How about you, Kev? I think it can be easy um, to kind of play leapfrog through the week. So you go on Sunday and you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm full, I'm I'm full to the brim, and then Monday comes around and it's like, well, you know, I'm I'm still full from gorging on Sunday, and then Tuesday you might have MC. And it's like, okay, you know, well, I'm I'm full again instead of instead of having, I guess, small meals, you try and convince yourself that you're full periodically, mm. I guess. Mm. Gotcha. Mm. Oh, yeah, I can see how that, you could do that. Snacking. Yeah. 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 Too e- almost like too easily satisfied in a, in a mm-hmm. sense. I mean, there's a good side to that where you can take one, scr- maybe one chunk of scripture and be like, oh, I can chew on that forever. That's a, the positive yeah. side, but there's other sides. Well, I'll just be done with it for, for now. Sometimes I think the more you're pouring out, mm. the more you need to be pouring in. So if you're really discipling your kids and trying to shepherd your husband and wife, you know, shepherd each other and leading a missional community or, or making disciples or investing in this person at the gym, and the more I'm pouring out, the more I feel like I need to be getting poured into through the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that Sunday, Sunday, maybe Sunday's enough just doesn't register yeah. for, with me. You know what I mean? Because it's like Sunday's enough for Sunday. And then, and then it's yeah. like Monday comes and it's like, Oh crap, I need manna. I need, I need food today. I need manna yeah. today. For me, I think one of the th- reasons why I wouldn't is just, um, I would say something like, I just, you know, I just, or people have said this a lot to me. I just don't have time. I just don't have time, you know? Um, and it's typically because we bur- try to burn the candle at both ends. Yeah. And that alarm clock goes off and we hit the snooze alarm <laughs> and then we're getting up and we start our day in a panic because we're already behind the eight ball <laughs> and we've got kids to get ready and the kids aren't dressed. We've got to make breakfast. We've got to get out the door and we got to get the coffee and we got to get to work. And it's just an absolute chaotic time. <laughs> and then their day, they just never slow down. They, there's a never a, a good time. And for that person, yeah, they, you know, they, they could put the Dwell app on in their car. They could put the Daily Liturgy podcast. And those are all good things. Um, but there's just never a time to really slow down and dwell in the Bible, mm. you know, and let, the, and let God really speak to us through his words. Now, because of that, and there's lots of other reasons. You guys, have, we've all got our own reasons why we skip days or we don't read our Bible every day. But because of that, I think most people are actually biblically starved. Mm. They're biblically malnourished. 
Um, they've got a few of their favorite verses that they've memorized. They can remember one piece of a sermon I've done, and they can kind of repeat the gospel back generally. But overall, they're, they're gospel-starved. Mm-hmm. And because when you're starved, you're weak, period. Like, you don't eat for a few days, and then you go try to run. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> if you were running six-minute mile... You go run after a few days of not eating and you're, 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 you're going to lack energy, right? And so I think that we lack spiritual vitality, spiritual energy, awareness of God, a, a, a biblical wisdom in how to handle difficult circumstances yes. um, with our children, in the workplace, et cetera, um, because we're, we're starving, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're starving all the time. <clears throat> and then... Secondly, I think there's people who are just too full of other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. So be, they're not spending the time in scripture. They're replacing that with podcasts. They're replacing that, not our podcast, <laughs> but uh, other podcasts. They're, you know, like the ladies and their moms, their mom podcasts, mm-hmm. their farmhouse podcasts, their how to make gluten-free, free-range chickens. and I know they're already gluten-free, but it's... You know, like, just all of the podcasts that are out there that have good content and maybe even some biblical content, but you're getting a trade-off. You're not going directly to the source. You're going to somebody else Mm -hmm. to then kind of give you what they think you need problem is they don't know you yeah. right yeah god knows you so god knows exactly what you need when you go to his word he's going to get you what you need yeah so i'm not saying there's anything wrong with podcasts but if we're not spending that daily time in the word and we've replaced that with news and podcasts and other stuff um we can be getting full of other people's opinions and then actually not being aware that we're starving Mm. For the word of God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Would you steer against like, um, I'm I'm thinking of maybe a new believer and, and kind of a quick fix, give it to me now, sort of society culture where we can get those things that maybe even are good, but we would say they're supplemental to scripture. You know, sometimes it's even tempting to, as you're discipling somebody to be like, oh, we'll read this book instead of saying, I want you to go read the gospels or... Mm. Um, is there, yeah, I think that's again, like the podcast we've done a couple weeks ago, the both and like, I think they're both very important. So Mm. the good thing about a book is it's going to synthesize, hopefully it's going to synthesize maybe some biblical theology. So maybe if a person's dealing with anger, Mm -hmm. you could easily give them 10 scriptures or a Bible story on anger. I think that would be good. I think you should do that. Let them see what the Bible teaches, but you can also give them if it's a solid, theologically conservative, a biblically rich book on anger, as they work through that Christian book, they're going to get a lot of scripture. Yeah. And you could say, every time he, he quotes a scripture, I want you to look it Go up. Go look it up. Yeah. Go look it up. Yeah. So you're seeing, you're, it's, it's secondary source, primary source. So secondary sources are good, but we always prefer the primary source. Yeah. But sometimes secondary sources are just packaged in a way that's more accessible. Okay. So we go and we read, um, like 
Randy Alcorn's The Treasure Principle. It's very short, very simple, synthesized teaching on generosity and how the Christian hand, handles their money. That That's like 101, you know, mm-hmm. you go there. And then again, check out every scripture. So secondary sources are not bad. Podcasts are not bad. That's not what I'm saying. But if they're taking the place of primary sources, they can become very bad. Because just here's the thing. If for whatever reason... Um, we got kicked off the internet, you know, like it's a very real that, um, let's just say if you, if Google says, if you hold to a Christian sexual ethic, you can no longer be hosted on our, on our platform. Yeah. All of our websites, all of our podcasts, all of that gets deplatformed. Mm. Well, how are you going to spiritually grow now? Yeah. You can't get your podcasts anymore. Yeah. You can't get your news anymore. You can't get those... Or you take it to the extreme, like with concentration camps and people, you know, during those days where the only Bible you have is what you have memorized. Yeah. You know, how, how do you function now? How do you live now? Um, so I'm not saying we have to live like that's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if it does, could how, how long would you survive, mm. right? How long could you, could you thrive? So, mm. so basically there's, to live in this world, there's three places you can get wisdom. All right. There are, there is personal experience. This is the school of hard knocks, right? Um, it's obviously limited by age and sin. Hmm. The younger you are, I hate to say it, typically the less wisdom you have, but just because you're old does not mean you're wise. Yeah. Uh, you can be an old fool, right? It's also personal experience is also limited by sin. You know, we sin and that damages, that damages our, our wisdom, right? There's a, there's a way that seems right unto a man and we, and the end is death. So School of Hard Knocks is a limited source for gaining wisdom. It's beneficial. You know, you, you learn not to run your head into a wall by accidentally running your head into a wall or something like that. Okay, I ain't going to do that again. Touch a hot stove. I ain't going to do that. That's one way. That's one way to learn. But we don't want you to learn that adultery will destroy your marriage right. by actually committing adultery and destroying your marriage. Yeah. Right. Right. So secondly, the other way to learn is through other people's experience. Maybe your parents, maybe your dad cheated on your mom. You saw it there. Okay. I'm never going to do that because boom, you learned from somebody else's experience. We're stepping further into wisdom by able to, being able to look at somebody else's life and say, okay, I'm going to do that because that's going well for them, or I'm not going to do that. That's not going well for them. Um, <clears throat> that's that's wisdom. That's a way to learn through other people's experience. Um, and then lastly, there is the God of the universe, right? We can come to his written word to us, his revealed word, and we can learn not just through other people's experiences, but through his divinely revealed will of God. Mm-hmm. And in it, we've got, we've got positive examples to emulate. We've got negative examples to uh, shy away from. And we've got doctrines to believe. There's a lot going on in the scriptures to help us Find wisdom. We've got a whole section of the scriptures called wisdom, biblical wisdom category that you can just go through and say, okay, 
those are, I wish I could memorize all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I wish I could embody all of that, that wisdom there. And what's, what's lacking about personal experience and other people's experience is you can never come to know God intimately through your own personal experiences or through the experiences of others. The only way to come to know God intimately is through his word. Wow. Mm, yeah. Right? So you can learn about him through other people's experiences, but you can only really know him. There's a difference between I know all the facts about Justin Bieber. You know, seen all of his videos, watched all, listened to all of his music, um, read his fan page and his Wikipedia page. I know all about him, but I don't know the dude. Mm-hmm. Right? Same thing. You can know everything you, there is to know about God, but it's there's a gap in your knowledge. There is no personal experience of God because the only way to know God rightly is through his word. That's where the personal experience comes in. So it comes through, it's mediated by the word of God. So, and it's really important because people want to say, I know God, and you say, well, how do you know God? I just know him. I just feel him. Mm. Maybe I've had a dream about him. Yeah. Um, I think we get really afraid to say, no, you don't. Right. You don't know him through a dream. You right. don't know him through personal experience. You might sense him, but you don't know him, and there's a big difference. Yeah. Mm. All those people that know him through dreams and know him, they also knew Trump was going to be president. How'd that work out for you? If, if you listen to anybody that, that prophesied and said Trump was going to be president again, then you should delete them and you should never listen to a word they say. They are a false prophet and a liar. I want to fight them. I just, I'm very irate at those people. Yeah. They're, they are, man. They're the prophets of Baal. Yeah. Calling Elijah. And that's just far too subjective, you know, it, it, to just go off of a mere feeling. Even the feelings that I have about God, even if I have a working relationship with him, I think I need to bring back to was that feeling in line with scripture and how is that is that a feeling that God says he would give me you know um, yeah otherwise you're just leaving everything up to and I, I think that's how you kind of get to all all roads lead to God it's a subjective reality but that's not what the scriptures say so yeah and it's just not you can't because we've we're sinful and we we're bent by sin you can't trust your feelings yeah how many times I think God's mad at me well, let's talk about it. I'm like, no, he's not. Your feelings are wrong. He's, you're in Christ. He's not mad at you. Yeah. He's already killed your sin. He's already crushed it. He's already destroyed it. He's not mad at you. Your feelings are wrong. We have to get our feelings in line with the word of God. Yes. Or God doesn't really care that I don't go to church. We're just cool. No, you are wrong. Yeah. He does care that you go to church. Yes. He said, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together, even more so as the day of the Lord approaches. We're 2,000 years after the, he said that. It's even more true now than it was then. Wow, yeah. Gathering is important. So if you think that you heard from God and he told you not to gather with God's people and just stay home and chill or go frisbee golfing on a Sunday morning, <laughs> that was your feelings or the devil. It wasn't Jesus. It wasn't Jesus telling you that. And if God, you think God told you to marry an unbeliever, you're wrong. He didn't tell you to do that. God doesn't tempt anyone to sin. So... That's the personal experience. That's trying to come to know God through my personal experience, not mediated by the word of God. Yes. 
can't do it. Neither can you come to know God through, through other people. So you could be in my missional community, you could learn a lot of things about God, but you don't know God personally. The only way to come to know God personally is through a relationship with Jesus Christ that comes through his word, okay? So, and then also just to live our life, we're talking about practicing the way of Jesus. In order to practice the way of Jesus, our doctrine drives our decisions. So, I know what's right and wrong because of biblical doctrine, what the Bible teaches. I know, I don't have to meditate very long about gender identity and all this kind of stuff. I already know what God says about it. So it's not, I've got a biblical worldview. So that's not very difficult for me to discern, you know, or how to, how to use your money or um, if what God is like. The more of the Bible you understand, the more the more, the simpler it is to live in the world, you know? Wow. Yeah. And that it means every decision we make should be driven by a biblical worldview. Now, there's some gray areas that are very difficult, and we have to navigate it. We have to do more research and do more study and, and, and get a better biblical understanding of it. But, um, so the question remains is how, so we need to read the Bible. Reading, by, reading the Bible is hard. Um, and so how do you do it? How do you allow the Bible to shape your worldview? How do you get biblical doctrine into your brain in such a way that your brain takes on a biblical shape? You, your brain begins to think biblically, mm-hmm. not culturally, not postmodern or like a millennial or like a Gen Xer or a Gen Z or a tweet-soaked, you know, Instagram, six-second attention span type of person, but your brain actually functions in a biblical way. Mm. That's kind of what we're talking about. Um, that's, what, that's where we want to... That's where we want to uh, lead us into this. <clears throat> what time is it, brother? How long? It's one forty-six. so it's about 30 minutes. Cool. All right, you know what? We're going to stop right there today. We're just going to, that's all we want to say. Why read the Bible? We're going to talk about the Bible. Next time we come back, we're going to talk, um, a, we're going to give you some very simple principles in how to read the Bible. So we hope this maybe whet your appetite. You'll be looking for the podcast in the future. If you like this, please send it to some in your mission community. Share it with somebody. Like us. Write a comment. Give us some stars. Nothing less than five. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, would, we love you guys. Hopefully uh, we will talk to you soon. God bless.